This is DJ Dr. Chris. And this is your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today, I'm going to be talking about why certain athletes seem to be injury prone. And of course, we're about to finish up the pregnancy segment, y'all. Are y'all excited? <laughs> this is the last one? I know I am. No, we have one more week, two more weeks, actually, right. but I probably won't be talking that last week. And after that, I will pop up a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, Brie, what's the word? So guys, are y'all excited as I am? (laughs) (laughs) This is um, 38 weeks pregnant. That means I am in the home stretch. We'll be able to talk about other things. Still message me if you have any questions, but this is more of a happy go lucky topic because 38 weeks you were full term actually 37 you were full term but I made it 38 so it's even better but now I can go into labor and so just in case there's any pregnant mamas out there that are questioning or wondering like how do you know you're in labor or not so there's different signs that your body is going to start telling you so one you can have contractions and not Braxton Hicks. These are supposed to feel different. So like you can have increase in the Braxton Hicks contractions. That's when your entire belly gets tight. These contractions feel more like menstrual cramps is that's what, you know, everything I'm reading on the internet and my physician said, they're a little bit lower in your belly. And it's not saying you're in labor at that moment. What it's saying is your body is being prepared to go into labor. So like if you get one every two or three hours, that's not, you're not in labor. Your body, usually if you were getting them one, like five within an hour, that's something you should probably want to go to the birthplace or the hospital for. But if it's just like every once in a while, sporadically, just drink water, lay on your side and it should calm down. Another fun little sign is the bloody show. So for people who didn't know what that is, pretty much you're gonna have what what it says like just blood come out your vagina um that's another thing that will clue you in it's kind of like a discharge type thing it's not like bleeding bleeding it's not that severe um you can have back pain your water could break which a lot of people don't realize when their water breaks is because they think they pee on themselves i've been waiting for that i'm like hmm did i just pee or did my water break And usually it's me having to go to the bathroom. So no water breaking. I'm still perfectly pregnant at this point in time. Um, Early signs, other early signs are your belly, the baby drops. So if you are carrying high, the baby will start transitioning lower into your pelvis. So you'll probably have decreased heartburn, decreased nausea because it's moving here. She's moving down to where they're supposed to go. Your cervix will begin to dilate. You will have loose filling joints. I have that. Every time I walk, my hips and stuff pops. Diarrhea is another sign, which is just saying, again, the baby's moving into position, so it's not pushing on your intestines as much. Weight gain stops. And then you could have fatigue and nesting. So you could be exhausted, but you feel like you have to go to the grocery store. You have to clean the house. You have to do all this stuff because your body is preparing you for a new little bundle of joy. Didn't you just get back from the grocery store just now? 
<laughs> I did. I just got back from the grocery store and I've been making Michael clean with me. So you like painted the baby's room and everything. So you're yep, to the baby's totally room a nasty face. Good. I'm waiting on one more rug mm -hmm. to come in. And then um, we have a picture we have to hang. And once we do that, I'm not going to be done, but I'll be able to calm down and he won't be so sick of me. So you're in that final stretch. I remember when uh, Juliana was pregnant and uh, Sophie just did not want to come out. So um, <laughs> she was past her due date and we, we did some massage. We, you know, I actually bought her a massage. Then she tried acupuncture because all that stuff can help induce pregnancy. And her mother was staying with us. There was one night where I set the tent outside and fans and lights and put on soft music and myself and um her mother like gave her like a two-hour massage like <laughs> she had like four hands on her for like two hours just trying to stimulate and uh nothing worked <laughs> we had to finally induce if i'm pregnant next week i'm gonna talk about that okay i'm hoping the baby comes at the end of this week <laughs> but next week i'm fine with oh, i'm excited but ways to induce pregnancy i'm gonna talk about natural ways you can do so that'll be my topic okay, cool. for next week cool if if she doesn't come <laughs> we could do it at the hospital and i also thought which i want y'all to give me a heads up if you want to hear this or not i thought about videotaping um not my actual birth because i really don't think anyone wants to see that but the progression from early labor into like the transitional stage like everything up until the baby comes out my vagina because like i said some stuff should be kept a little private and then we can put it up on chris's youtube channel mm -hmm. or we could do it on instagram but instagram only lets you do so much so you just send us messages and let me know what y'all think oh my god just remind me of another story <laughs> we're talking about watching the delivery um <laughs> i think i've told you this story but i tell the listeners so uh, when she when my wife was you know in the hospital the nurse that was attending us she knew i was a physical therapist and knew i was interested I, like i wanted to see the delivery my wife was like, not a chance in hell. You're not gonna, <laughs> you're not watching. So anyways, um, I'm holding one of her legs up and her mother's holding the other one. She's, you know, the baby starts to crown. And so I'm, I'm kind of cradling Juliana's leg, right? And the nurse goes, hey, look, Chris, it's crowning, right? So I turned to look and Juliana must have felt like my body position change a little bit because it's holding her leg. And she was like, no. And she took <laughs> she took her foot and slapped my face with her foot. <laughs> the nurse was dying. You were not I, looking down there. That's yeah. the same thing I said to Michael. Yeah. yeah. But I, I got a peek and, you know, I, you know, people think it's going to like change your perspective. No, I thought it was really cool. So whatever. But the nurse was dying. She's like, I'd never seen that before. <laughs> He's in the middle of a contraction. And then slapping you in the face. That woman is multi-talented. Oh, yeah. Yes, she is. <laughs> Too much so. So, uh, all right, Chris, what's going on in the rehab corner? Okay, totally shifting gears here in the rehab corner. So it is Sunday today. I've got the TV on. I'm watching football. It's fantasy football season for me. I'm in first place, which is a rarity for me. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I've got my eye on the injury list because that's always a big thing. Um, and then, you know, I was watching... A game the other day and they're like oh so-and-so is injury prone it's like this horrible label they get being injury prone um and i started thinking about it i was like but well what does that really mean is it just a position like you know i started doing a little research and the obvious thing was like oh running backs get more injured than quarterbacks and it's like well of course because they're just doing a lot more contact 
Um, so then I dove into some of the research, uh, went to PubMed and Google Scholar. By the way, those are great tools. You know, a lot of people, people like to shout, oh, do your research, which usually just means Google it. But really the thing to do is go to Google Scholar or PubMed. Those two are probably the best resources to find actual peer-reviewed research. Anyway, so um, I was also talking to one of my colleagues, Scott McNulty, because he's in my fantasy league too, and he's a therapist. And I was like, what do you think this whole injury prone thing is? And he was like, well, I'm guessing it has something to do with collagen, connective tissue, some people more lax than others. And I've also, you know, in my practice noticed that certain people have what I would call like a collagen profile. Some people are just more mobile, some people more stiff. Um, so yeah, I dug into research and what I found was, uh, it seems to be very genetic. So there is, let me back up. So there's three types of collagen that I'm, I'm kind of interested in. There's more than three, but the three that I'm going to kind of highlight are type one, two, and three. Type one collagen is tensile strength. So that's stuff like tendons, like tendons need to be able to withstand tensile forces. Type two is compressive. So that's the stuff you'll find in cartilage. It deals well with impact. And type three, that really is the type that um, creates structural integrity for your walls of your arteries and veins. Um, and actually there is a vascular Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a, when they have this misrepresentation of the COL3A1 gene, which is the one that encodes for the type three um, collagen. And they end up developing weakness and not developing, but have weakness in the arterial walls, which can lead to aneurysm, which can lead to stroke. And it's, it's pretty, pretty serious stuff. Um, so an Ehlers-Danlos represents itself in a lot of different ways. Um, there is just general uh, hypermobility. Um, it can be very difficult to deal with, but so that's what the COL3A1 gene can do. And then there's a COL1A1, which that's the one that produces the tensile collagen. Um, and what I found was about 20% of the popul population have a mutation in, in a positive way where that COL1A1 uh, gene is able to produce better type one tensile collagen. And these people seem to be less injury prone. Uh, and even 4% of them have like a double fold representation because of an allele that really goes down the rabbit hole. I'm not going to go there, but about 4% of the uh, population have this like extra dose of tensile strength. And they have reduced rates of ACL tears, rotator cuff tears, uh, Achilles tendinopathy. So it's, it seems to be working for advantage. So, I, you know, I think what I'm really seeing is some people have an advantage and all the rest are just normal injury prone. The other thing too, I want to mention is that type three collagen, um, it does do the arterial wall thing, but it also has a role in wound healing. And it's basically like an undifferentiated um, collagen. So in other words, you wound yourself and then the type three starts to lay down. And then over a period of healing, the, the maturation process, some of that gets remodeled into type one, um, type one collagen. So another study I found, there was polar skiers that had this uh, misrepresentation of col 3 a one had an increased uh, likelihood of ACL tears. So there, there is association between the, the col 3 and col one a one So in other words, if the type 3 is not doing its job, it probably won't even turn into your type 1. So you're kind of setting yourself up for a little disaster. So this really brings up a big question about genetic testing, because now we can test for these things. And I was just know. about to ask, like, how do you know which collagen you have 
And like, I know you can do genetic testing for like different connective tissues disorders, but no one really does that unless you have an injury. And then they're like, oh, but why did this happen? But just like someone normal that doesn't really go to the doctor, like how would they know? Yeah, well, it's like you have all those types of collagen. Everyone has all those. It's a question of how much is that gene that encodes for that uh, collagen how well is it working? I kind of, you know, they kind of always liken genes. It's like a light switch. It's on or off. I think it's like a dimmer too. You, you can have um, somebody produce more type one because their, their gene is doing a better job. I guess you could say uh, in producing the, that type of uh, tensile collagen. So um, yeah, so it brings up a philosophical question. It's like, okay, we can test for this stuff. We can see what type of genes you have and you know how they're working, but then what, you know, what do you do with that information? Um, in fact, there was a law in Pennsylvania, I forget what it's called, the Preservation Act or something like that. So if any athlete has shown any signs of any kind of cardiac arrest, um, they have to stop playing their sport until they're medically cleared. All right. So um, that means like a physician or a nurse practitioner have to clear them. And right now, a genetic counselor is not on that list. But what happens if they do become on that list and they say they can test for the gene and say, well, this person's at a high risk for cardiac arrest because that goes into that type three um, stuff because that's the, the, the arterial walls. Is that person doomed to not play sports? You know, so that can be a real tricky territory. But so, I, you know, what I think with the cardiac stuff aside, with some of the joint hypermobility stuff, the type one uh, tensile weakness um, I think really what matters is strength. So at the end of the day, your, your muscles hold your skeleton together and sort of the passive system, like the ligaments of our body, that's a secondary line of uh, defense in my mind. So if you're nice and strong, you don't even have to get to that secondary line of defense. So that's why like all my athletes, I really emphasize strength, not flexibility. There are certainly times where someone's missing some range of motion, can't perform a certain movement, like a squat, for example, because they're missing ankle range of motion. Okay, that then you need to work on range of motion and flexibility. But the majority of my athletes, I'm just strengthening, strengthening, strengthening. So oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, that's kind of neat. That's more stuff that I feel like we need to research a little bit more, yeah. a little bit more in depth with, because like not everyone knows about the collagen. I can tell you that right now. I have mm -hmm. patients that come to me with a lot of arthritis issues mm -hmm. and stenosis, and they're trying to figure out how to keep stuff loose and not be so stiff. And I recommend taking collagen supplements. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I also didn't, don't go that in depth with them, which that could be something they could look at. Yeah, I wonder if you can even, when it goes to um, arthritis, you're talking about wearing away of cartilage that's a type two collagen. I'm wondering if there's ways to supplement or even uh, make dietary changes to sort of optimize how much your body can produce the type two. I mean, and we definitely know that there's dietary choices that sort of help erode like um, processors and vegetable oils will help erode cartilage. Um, but yeah, I wonder if there's a way to optimize. I think we'll find all that out in probably the next five to 10 years. Sounds fun. <laughs> all right. I'm ready. Are you ready? Well, are you ready to watch me? <laughs> well, I'm watching you, but I'm drinking a mocktail today, y'all. All right. Because I'm not half asleep. So it's pretty juice? much sparkling water and pineapple juice because I'm wow. trying to kickstart this labor. So fancy. All right. So well, cheers. Cheers. Okay, Brie. So questions? You want questions first? 
Yeah, we can do questions first and then we can do, oh no, let's do restaurants first. Okay. And then we'll do questions and then we'll end with the good news of the week. Okay, sounds good. All right, well, I'll go first. Uh, so I was in Miami last weekend uh, and you know, Miami gets a kind of a bad rep. I think it's an awesome city and it's really developed. And actually since the pandemic and lockdown, there's been a lot of New Yorkers that have moved down to Miami and it just opened up tons of amazing restaurants, especially the Wynwood area, the art district, so cool. But anyways, um, the place I went to, I want to highlight, it's called Chotamate. Uh, it's a C-H-O-T-T-E-M-A-T-T-E. So that's in South Beach, actually. And my old roommate, Miguel, Miguel Blatt, uh, one of my best friends, he's the general manager there. Uh, so we went there to visit him and he, you know, he totally took care of us. He was great. Uh, this restaurant, though, I mean, you got to look it up. It's absolutely beautiful, stunning inside. Like these, you walk in and there's like these white orchid or no, white I don't know what they're cherry blossom trees. Maybe I don't even know. Gorgeous. And like I'll it with these red lights. And then the center bar has this like big rock formation. And then the roof above it kind of opens up to the open air. They have this big door that rotates and swivels open and they had great music. And the food was absolutely fantastic. So it was Japanese Peruvian. That was the mix. A really eclectic blend. Uh, and everything we had was just mind blowing, mind blowing. So highly recommend that place. It's not cheap, <laughs> but it's I was really like, I good. I probably won't be going to Miami anytime <laughs> soon, but when I do, we will try it out. Yeah, that place, that place is awesome. So what do you right. recommend? So uh, I'm trying to think how many weeks ago it was, but, um, you know, y'all met Lance. He came down, moved down, and he wanted to go to brunch. And we usually go to the same old brunch spots all the time. So, um Natalie Lance, Michael and I, and then his friend Monica, we went to this one place called The Hangout by Two Guys. Uh -huh. So Two Guys, um, oh yeah, y'all came, but I had left by that time. Yeah. But Two Guys, they have a catering business. And then apparently they decided to open up a restaurant and we literally had the best time. So I want to give a shout out to them. Family owned, brothers, parents work there the um, hostess, wait staff, bartender. We like, when that well, I could not drink, but everyone around me were having mimosas, bottomless mimosas. They're doing shots. They were doing, the food was good. We had pizza and they have like brunch food, like French toast, two different types of French toast. So their menu is really cool and laid back. And so like now it's football season, they're starting to transition to the whole football kind of atmosphere. But if you want to go to a place that has live music, DJ, just chill, but not like too chill, that's just like just a fun bar, but a restaurant with good food, try the Hangout. Um, it is on, I think it is on Pine Ridge. Yeah, like um, Pine Ridge and Livingston, right? Yeah, Pine Ridge and Livingston. Or, or, wait, um, you're airport? the target. That's how I tell people. I think it? that's actually Pine Ridge and Airport. Pine Ridge and Airport. Yes. Because it's near Target. Mm -hmm. But we had the best time. So what happened was we got there at like 12. Of course, me being pregnant and with all these drunk people, I was like, I got to go. I'm sleepy. I need a nap. Guess who shows up after I leave? <laughs> DJ Dr. Chris decides to come with his family and finish up the day with our friends. So we yeah, they was... pretty much stayed there the whole day and they did not get sick and tired of them. So that was great. Yeah, I'm not going to call anybody out individually, but it was very clear that uh, a good time was had. So, <laughs> <put it> that <laughs> way. 
Nice. Perfect. Very nice. Okay. Are you ready for some questions? I'm ready for some questions. Let's see how sharp you are today. So this, these are meant to be multiple choice ones, but the first one, I'm not going to give you the multiple choice. I'm going to make you guess. So which great invention allows people to look through a wall? A window. Darn it. You cut that so easily. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which of these words doesn't have a rhyming word? Apple, cone, silver, lead. Silver. Okay, so we'll... Uh, Cone and lead, I think everyone can figure out what rhymes with that. What rhymes with apple? Snapple. Uh, is that a word or a product? Does that, does that count? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Snapple. No. Is there any other words you can Snapple, think of? Snapple. Grapple. Grapple. Okay. Grapple. Yeah, yeah you're right. Silver. Oh, you're right. Silver. <laughs> you <Yeah>. got it. <laughs> okay. You got one more. Let's see which one I want to do. Uh, which of these can help you purify water? A, adding sodium chloride. B, boiling it. C, add volcanic rock. Or D, salt it. Salt it. Salt it. That reminds me of a joke. Um, boiling water would help purify it. God, you're good. Three for three today. But that does remind me of, <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. I think we're talking about Thanksgiving turkey and you're like, Y'all salt salt. It was <laughs> I don't know. It? I was like that's what I was like. That's like did you salt it? Salt. You I was like what? Did I hit a what? <laughs> you said like you said it like salt like s o u g h t. Do you salt salt it? Did you salt it? <laughs> oh, sometimes the south and it comes out. It's hilarious. <laughs> it comes out very heavy. <laughs> All right. Well, three for three. That was awesome, Bree. It must be the pineapple juice. Maybe it's just like nine months of not drinking you're sharp that as a tack right now <laughs> my, my my neurons are firing on full cylinders <laughs> nice all right well you got some good news for us yes of course i have good news um there's so many like lately i feel like it's been very positive with certain things and of course you know there's always that other thing but mm -hmm. um First, I want to say something. Have you heard about that volcano erupting? I think I read a headline. Where did it happen? Off the Canary Islands. Mm. I haven't really read into it. What happened? Oh, no, I was just asking. I'm, I'm very, like, I love volcanoes. I think they're, they're beautiful. They're, they're like nature's most, like, one of the most devastating things that nature can do. <laughs> But it's still, there's still a beauty about the volcano because after it erupts and once the lava cools down, you can still have life afterwards. Trees, plants, flowers can still grow through the ashes. So there's just like a kind of, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's like nature's way of replacing itself. That's why like Hawaii is so beautiful. This, you know, mm -hmm. it's eruptions and then all that ash is like pure carbon, which is like perfect for soil and everything just blooms right out of it you know just hopefully it doesn't cause a lot of death actually i got to go to um the big island in hawaii and we camped on a volcano and it's so cool you can just like walk up and see lava it's really mm -hmm. cool 
we um because my you know my brother lives over there and like they take they take you on tours you can like go near it um that one actually did erupt but that type of lava was different than the type of lava that's happened at the um the canary islands Mm -hmm. and there was another place where a volcano erupted a couple of years ago around the same time hawaii did because hawaii's lava is slow and steady it doesn't spew up it just Mm -hmm. overflows and then there's this trail or anything in its path is going to destroy but it's not like the spurts where they're spurting lava rocks Uh out and that is what kills people the most now the people that decide to stay and not leave their house if you're in the path of the lava you can't there's not a way to like predict the lava is going to go oh to the left so people on the right that shit could just be like er, and then just take everything on that side yeah it's crazy but going uh... back i was reading about the canary islands and this is not like a i guess it is good news but not like a crazy news but they were saying like speaking of paths of lava um so the volcano erupted is pretty much is devastating um like the area right now but there's one little house that stood and i'm trying to figure out i, I wish i could show y'all a picture i may put it on instagram um so the lava was coming down they thought the house was going to be destroyed and all of a sudden it split came around the house and connected again and kept going Wow, that's crazy. Um, the let's see, there's an island called Pitcairn Island. I think that's one of the Canary Islands. Is it? Mm, I don't know. Regardless, I want to kind of tell the story because I think it's really cool. So yeah. um, there's this movie. It was documentary. Well, that was a documentary. It was a movie I watched called "The Mutiny on the Bounty," and it was based on a true story. It took place in like the you know the spice trade days, uh, where these um, sailors, I think they're English or Dutch. I can't remember. Anyways, they landed on Pitcairn Island. Um, and basically they had a mutiny. I think they killed the captain or something like that. Cause all the, the crew wanted to stay there. They all like married it, like all these the indigenous people and they just stayed there. Um, and it's crazy because still to this day, there's this population of like these white people and indigenous people. And there's like, it's like a, town of like 38 people that still exist are all direct descendants of this whole mutiny so it's really interesting oh wow yeah that is kind of cool yeah it's cool you can actually go on wikipedia and see a picture of like the whole town (laughs) it's like oh those are the white ones (laughs) those are the indigenous ones it's really funny but actually really good movie too i think it was anthony um oh shoot what's his name who's the guy who was in silence of the lambs what's his name what Who's the actor? Sounds the Lambs, Anthony. Oh <laughs> the only thing that's popping up in my head is Anthony Bourdain. This thing is because I'm hungry. Oh, oh, she's I can't I can't remember. Silence of the Lambs. Clarice. Hopkins. What Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he Hopkins. was the yeah, he was the captain. So great movie. Check it out. Perfect. Well, I feel like that kind of took up the good news. <laughs> that segment. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head, but I was just like, I'm interested in it right now. Good news. Lava. <laughs> it's the lava. Um, but the house was spared. So that is good. I'm happy for those people. All right. Good. Cool. 
All right. Unless there's anything else, I think it's time to wrap this one up. I do too. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram again. Like I said, if you have any questions, message us. Let me know if you actually want to go through the birthing process with me from like not everything, but most of it. And y'all, we're on the final countdown. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Well, maybe by the time the next podcast comes out, there's going to be a little little critter making sounds in the background. A critter. So um, <laughs> if you have another long break, it's because of me. That means I went into labor. But look for a special edition. All right. Sounds good. All right, Bree. It's been a fun one. I'll talk to you. Well, I guess I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Yeah, I'll see you later. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Do you have unexplained pain? Or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great way to stay ahead of any health conditions. And now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. You can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's liver function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It's sent to you with free shipping and you get results in two to five days, no physician referral needed. Use the code DPT20 for 20% off. Go to letsgetcheck.com and use the code DPT20.